Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. As Nike trainers, international retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, we help people from all different backgrounds push towards their potential, get healthy, and change the world. This podcast is about teaching others to actively pursue their entrepreneurial dreams, similar to how we pursued ours, and how to get and stay healthy doing it. We didn't start our careers in training and wellness. Jason worked in public accounting, and I, Brett, worked in corporate retail until starting our dream experiential wellness business, Live Better. What started as an idea for a protein bar led us down a path to build what Live Better is now, which performs everything from personal training and corporate wellness to international wellness retreats and yoga and meditation for kids. We are here to encourage you to follow your dreams while holding you accountable. It's not easy, it's not always simple, but it is possible. Let's make today the best day ever. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. This is part two of four. This is Brett here, your co-founder of Live Better, co-host of the Live Better Podcast. And I am just going through a series today um, or this time talking about myself. So for the first uh, episode, if you didn't catch it, just go back and check that one out. That one kind of went through literally from my first memory up until graduating college Today, I'm going to go through just my early uh, career and kind of some of the things that started flickering in my head to pursue stuff. The third episode will be kind of the ethos and a little bit more deep dive into Live Better. And then the last one will be uh, my current life up till where I am at right now, which is definitely at an inflection point to say the least. So sit back, enjoy the ride. Thanks so much for listening. All right. So I have graduated college. College is over. I will start with the last week, actually, last week of college here. So uh, you heard the first episode. I was uh, savage mode in college. Uh, I think I've translated that uh, savage modeness from uh, boozing and partying to life, uh, to living life to the fullest, to exploring, to trying new things, to my wellness. Um, I met Jason in college and actually his girlfriend at the time, wife now, I'll never forget when I was standing on a bar stool at Red Lion, former station where I bartended. And you heard a little bit in the last one that I bartended there when I was a freshman in college, which is crazy to think. Um, she looked at me and she was like, man, I think one day you're going to be an entertainer. <laughs> she might not remember that. Uh, I think that that definitely translated into my fitness career, uh, being on a microphone, uh, and we'll, we'll get into that in the next episode. Um, so I've graduated, or it's my last week. Last week of college, I cried every single night. Um, I, there was there are pictures of me, which I will somehow find and either share on Instagram or somehow put in these show notes, um, of me holding my hands, uh, my hands over my face with tears streaming down <laughs> the last week of college. Uh, uh, that, I was not ready for that. Uh, chapter to be over. I had a, just a, such a good group of friends. Um, I was uh, at that at that point thinking I would still be partying and drinking and 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 going ham until I was 50, 60 years old. Um, I do have a bet out there that I'm going to lose to uh, to. I don't know who I made this bet with. I think it might be with Eddie. If you're listening, um, that I said if I didn't black out on my 50th birthday, he could punch me in the face. So. I will not be doing that. I have not had a sip of alcohol in a couple of years now, um, and we'll get into that in the next episode as well. So it's college has ended. Um, 
college is over. And uh, so I had met my girlfriend at the time, wife now, um, Sarah, and she was still in school. And a couple of my buddies were doing a fifth year in accounting. So uh, there was a decent crew still down there. Uh, a couple of my buddies were still on the football team that had redshirted. So there was there was still some life down in uh, Champaign, Illinois. And I was up in Milwaukee. So I move in with a uh, acquaintance to say, to say the most at the time, uh, now good friend Herman. Um, we moved into a pretty nice apartment in Milwaukee. So I remember going up there with, with one of my really good friends before starting Matt Hurt, who was, uh, who was taking a job, uh, in Indiana and we went to go check out some spots and we found a really nice apartment. I signed a lease. I bought a car And little did I know that with that lease, with the car, with the gas, and with the food, uh, with a decent job out of school, I would be saving maybe $100 a month. So uh, I definitely went too far probably on the car and on the apartment, uh, thinking that I wanted something nicer, uh, realizing a year after that I didn't need to spend that amount of money on rent. I'm not sure what I was spending. I think my first job was making like 50, 50,000, 55 grand out of school, um, which was okay. Uh, it was enough to live a life. Uh, and so that started. Um, and so I began working at Kohl's, uh, Kohl's department store as a data analyst in men's athletic shoes. Uh, I show up to day one, my badge, I look like a total nerd. I've got uh, some Costco glasses on, a shirt that's two sizes too big, a belt that I poked a belt loop hole in, and some khakis. So I was definitely not uh, not <laughs> thinking about uh, my my appearance all the way. I definitely had some gel in my hair. It was it was a jam. Uh, but I showed up, and I remember the first uh, little bit of that. I uh, was just not really focused. Um, I was not really excited about work. I wanted to live for the weekends and party, and that I was still in that mindset. So throughout that, uh, for the first couple, maybe first year or so at the job, um, it was either work, go out on Thursday night, work, drive down to Champagne to visit my girlfriend at the time, and I'll work that out in a second, or drive into Chicago and party. So uh, Sarah and I, our relationship was beginning at that point. Um, and she was, again, younger than me, so she was finishing her finishing college, and I was starting a career. So we were definitely at different points of our lives. Um, it was her junior year, <laughs> the first, uh, first year we were dating, so I was in and out of sneaking in and out of her sorority house to sleep there, because you technically weren't allowed to. Uh, still kind of living in the college life, so I'd go back down. I had my friends down there. I had her down there. And our relationship really started then. So we officially kind of started dating uh, maybe, you know, a couple of months into, uh, I think it was, yeah, so we started dating in July after I graduated. So pretty quickly um, right after that. And so uh, my life really consisted of driving down to see her, which was like, you know, four to five hours, depending on traffic, sometimes longer. Um, and you know, we started to, to hit things off and it was great. Uh, I had my friends down in Champaign. I had some friends in college or in Chicago. So Milwaukee for me, was very, uh, very like transitory period of my life. Um, I was never committed to, to live there. It was just a, the only, honestly, the only really job that I got an offer from that was somewhat sustainable. So I got that job. I started working and, uh, I, I initially remember a couple key things with work. 
Um, I remember my first manager was a runner and she was going to run this race and I had never run a race before. So I said, I'll sign up for this. And I remember doing pretty well. And so that'll lead into some things. I think I ran like maybe like a 730, 745 mile for like, I think it was a 10 or 15 K. Um, and then Sarah and I had run a race too. Um, you know, I didn't really train for that, but my, my life during the week was get up, uh, go to work. So uh, work started at eight. It was about a 45 minute commute. So, you know, you'd wake up six, six thirty, shower, eat. Um, and at the time I was starting to think about my health a little bit more because, um, I wasn't drinking during the week. So it was, and it was like, I'm not going to drink during the week ever again. I wasn't really like ever like, oh, I want to drink on a Monday. I'm not like a one or two beer type of guy ever. It was like, go hard or not go at all. Um, and so essentially I started to, to hone in more on my fitness. So the way I attacked my summers in college too, was like during the week, we didn't really drink that much because everybody worked or had sports. So we drink on the weekends. Um, and so that was kind of how I was living. So I was going in and then I didn't really have much of a social life. So I would come home from work, you know, work would end at five ish. I would drive back and I would eat a snack. I'd lift and I'd run and I'd play basketball. I would eat dinner. I would call Sarah and I would go to bed. And that was my day. So I'd be at the gym for at least probably two hours total. And I remember I splurged on the gold gym that was in downtown Milwaukee, which was probably, you know, 40 bucks a month or something. Um, And so I started working out there. Uh, that was really helpful for me because it just, you know, gave me a place to go. I would, I would love being in there. I would remember like I had no plan. I was not training for anything. I'd run for like 30, 45 minutes to warm up. I would hit the weights. I mean, I was, you know, on chest, back and abs. I was on, you know, push pull day. I was on squat day. I was on, you know, back and bicep day. And it was just very much like that, you know, that conditioned college meathead, um, time and I, and I weighed a lot. So when I, when I finished college, like right now for reference, I'm, I hover around 170. I was like at 180, 185, definitely not at the lean mass that I'm at right now, or not at the, at the body fat I am right now, but, uh, was pretty damn strong. So I would do that. And I, you know, I loved that. And so this is where things started to kind of happen. So it was pretty quick, uh, less than, so I was in Milwaukee for like a little over two years, maybe two and a half. And pretty quickly I realized, okay, work is work. Uh, I'm going to perform because I actually started to really enjoy it. I loved the culture at Kohl's. Um, if you are graduating college and you are looking for a first job, I highly recommend it. I tell people this all the time, great program, have friends that still work there. Um, and my manager, Ben, who is the man, mentored me really well. Uh, one of my really good friends, Jenna, is still there crushing it. Uh, we still chat a lot. Um, Herman is still there. Uh, a bunch of bunch of people are still there. It's just a really good company. Um, they, they, you know, it's, it's interesting with where we're at right now with this being recorded in the midst of COVID and how they've had to handle that. And uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see where the economic conditions go, but really, really good business, uh, good model and good culture, really good training. So I was getting trained a lot. I enjoyed the culture a lot there, uh, but I just knew it wasn't for me. I was like, so getting so dialed in on the wellness. Um, I started to, uh, I started to use Twitter and Instagram and see all these other people that were, that were doing stuff. And I was like, wow, this actually could be a thing. Um, and I remember every Thanksgiving, uh, since I was 15, 
um, or no, since I was 16, I had gone to work out with Doc. So Doc holds a, he, if you listen to the first episode, he's my mentor. Uh, he runs a really just awesome chiropractic and uh, rehab place out of Oak Brook. And every Thanksgiving, he hosts a workout. So he's been doing this for, oh man, I, I, he'd kill him if I didn't know how long, but like almost 40 years. So it's been crazy. There you know, some years there's 75, 100 people that show up. Uh, it's amazing. I've gone every single year except I missed one because that's when I thought I was cool in college. I would rather go out on Wednesday night, uh, which was a huge mistake because that uh, workout is my favorite workout of the year, regardless of what I'm training for. Uh, it's just a super fun workout. And we always play workout, Simon says. And I, I hold the crown in that. Every time I'm there, I think I pretty much have, you know, one every year except one. So, um, you know, I, I worked out with him and I just remember, uh, with that, like that year going there, he was like, like, what are you doing? And he was like, are you going to train? And I was like, what do you mean? And, you know, he kind of pushed me to think about training. And so I go back to gold's gym and I go to the head of the training there, like some personal trainer. What does it mean? How do you become a personal trainer? Uh, he was like, well, I've seen you in here a bunch. Like you look like, you know what you're doing. You're strong. Uh, you're well-versed in all of the stuff we have here. If you get a certification, uh, let me know and we could, we could see if you could start training. So I was like, sick, this will be, you know, this is before the side gig or the side hustle or like that wasn't a term then. Um, you know, this is before all these like four-hour work weeks and all this stuff. This is like just doing what you want to do. So I, I remember there's a couple things. I remember first having to pay for the certification. I told you in the beginning I was only saving $100, $200, $300 a month. I think the personal training certification I got was about that. So I was really nervous. Um, so I got the certification and uh, I am currently now drinking a different drink. This drink is uh, Four Sigmatic Lion's Mane with uh, a turmeric kind of like golden milk that I make uh, like over a latte and it's bomb. So if the Lion's Mane kicks in, you'll know. Um, and so I... Uh, I remember that. And then I remember I got the certification. I went in, I applied, they accepted me. Uh, and they were like, you can start picking up shifts for trainers that are either out of town, or we can give you some new clients that come in that sign up for like initial five or 10 packs. Sick. So I remember I started training a couple people. Uh, and I remember too, I had to buy the t-shirt. I still have this. It's a red t-shirt that says gold gym. And then I, and I put my name on the front of it and I had to get it embroidered. And I remember like those costs being nominal now, maybe 50 bucks for the shirt and then the embroidery. And I was like, oh man, is this worth it? Like, you know, I don't know if this is, if I should do this. And I remember Sarah at the time was like, you should do it for sure. Uh, and that push was super helpful. So I started training people. Actually, the first real client I picked up, uh, her name was Anna and she worked in the department at Cole's corporate next to me. So we like shared a cubicle wall. Uh, and she had seen me in there. So like some days we would drive home from Cole's, we would go into the gym, I would train her. It was awesome. She was a really cool person. Um, and I trained a couple other people. And, and, you know, at that point, it was just like, I kind of made up what we did. I really like, you know, I didn't have much knowledge, but I had more knowledge than the person I was training and I was fit and I enjoyed it. And we started to work out. So that was super fun. Um, I would do that. So then my day really transformed from get up, go to work, train a client or two, work out, and then eat and go to bed or call Sarah. Uh, and in the midst of that, too, I was also playing a really fun intramural volleyball league. We had a squad uh, that we like ended up winning the championship for. It was actually like a really, really good league. So I ended up doing that now. 
Uh, weekends again were either spent Sarah coming into Milwaukee, I'm going down to Champaign or to Chicago to visit friends, and it was just a, so much back and forth, like so many miles. And I remember gas was like so expensive. Now it's like two sixty, two dollars a gallon. It was like four seventy five. It was outrageous. So like I'm paying out the ass for gas. Uh, I'm grinding by. I, I'm working hard at Kohl's. Uh, I end up getting uh, doing really well at Kohl's. So start to hit my stride. I, I joined the, uh, uh, the women's shoes department and Jenna and I, like I mentioned, we start working together. She's awesome. We start like this kind of squad mentality where we're working hard. We're putting in the work. Um, we're both in line for promotion. She gets, she, we both end up like getting promoted really fast. And right before I accept my promotion, um, you know, I'm about two years in, I realize I can't be here. Uh, I can't I can't do this anymore. I learned so much. I'm now an Excel wizard. Uh, if you have any macro questions, any VLOOKUP questions, any anything within Excel, you want to learn how to do Excel without using your mouse, I can still do that. That's how I still do some wizardry within our, our Live Better analytics and our CRM that we have and all that. It's because of the learning I had there and the time I spent with Ben and the, you know, the realization that you have to put in the work. Um, Kohl's ran very entrepreneurially. Every department essentially ran itself. So when you walk into a Kohl's department store or you go online and you see like electronics or men's athletic shoes or men's formal wear, every one of those departments has a team that essentially runs that like a business. They get a budget uh, and they have to hit numbers and that's how it runs. So it's really cool. Um, And it was a really fun experience to kind of like run your own little small business with a team of like five people and you had oversight and you had to make moves and you had to get sign off and you had to decide how much you were going to purchase when you were going to allocate it to the store. And I ended up doing some really cool projects there. So I figured out a couple of things. One, that I hated the term. This is how it's always been done. So I had to do a lot of reporting on, okay, this is how many units we sold last week. This is how many we're projected to sell. This is how many we've sold in the month. This is how many of this color sold. And I realized that within our reporting systems that we were kind of doing some stuff that would take a lot of time. And so as I learned Excel, I was realizing like, okay, we are spending a lot of time in the aggregation of this data. And so is every other department. Uh, I think there was like 70 departments across the store. And I realized, okay, if every other analyst, so every kind of year they bring in 100 or so analysts, is spending you know this extra two, three, four hours a week on these reports, I was like, if I can streamline this to a click of a button, which I ended up doing, uh, and we distribute this across all our department, across the other departments, like we're saving hundreds of hours. You take that by the hourly rate, you take that by forever, and you're talking millions and millions of dollars in you know over the years. So I ended up like doing that, and then I ended up finding this other strategy that. Uh, and mind you, this is cool. I'm like a year or two into the job and I'm making moves. I'm talking to the SVP of the company and all this cool stuff. And uh, it was really fun. So amidst that, though, Milwaukee just wasn't where I was going to be. We had ended up moving into a second place where we shared. We got a house, which was unreal because the rent was less than half of what I was paying in my apartment. So I started to save a little bit more money. I started to make a little bit more money. Um, and... Uh, I also came to the realization that I was going to do something different. So I'll never forget, you know, amongst all that, I was still kind of going out and partying. And I remember there was one weekend where uh, Sarah had a big event and my friends weren't doing anything. So I was going to stay in Milwaukee. And uh, I decided that I was going to take a yoga class uh, on Saturday. I had had enjoyed yoga. There was a studio by my apartment 
by my house. And I was going to take the 9 a.m. class, which was like crazy early for a weekend uh, for someone that's in their early 20s. And so I stayed in on Friday night. And I remember all my friends were partying. We kind of had the party house. So music was blaring. People were coming home late. My room was on the first floor. So I kind of slept like shit. But I woke up and I was like, oh, I actually feel kind of good. This is what it feels like to not be hungover on a Saturday. And I go to yoga. I feel awesome. And I get invigorated. So I get back into my room. I sit down in my bed and I just start working. I start thinking of ideas. I start you know, going hard into it. I started a Twitter account. I, I, I wanted to name the first business Healthies. That was like my first thing. I was like, I want to help people be healthy because I feel so good. Amidst this, I had started juicing or actually blending for the first time. So I got my first Nutribullet, which led me to David Wolf's work, which is kind of where Best Day Ever has started and stemmed from. Um, and you know, I started learning about superfoods and herbs and teas like I'm drinking right now and I'm um, feeling good and greens and water and all. I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff's working. And then I started doing it. And, I, you know, I'd always been working out. So I always knew about like protein and the importance of that and not eating too much or not eating too little. But I didn't really know about this like next level of food, this next level of, um, of health. And so that's where this stuff started to come in. And then I started to realize the more and more I think about this, the more and more I want to do my own thing. So this is where um, kind of like healthies or live better or, I, you know, all these different things. I had bodies by Brett was my Twitter. Uh, and, you know, this is when like Twitter and stuff had just come out. And if I go back and did it again, I would have started going ham on Twitter and Instagram and probably would have a million followers. But uh, we're here now. And so... Uh, all that stuff starts clicking. I'm starting to think of all these ideas. So I, I have all these different notebooks and spreadsheets and I start thinking about all these different things and you know how I can help people and how I want to help people that are doing stuff. And I had seen some clients start to get stronger and all these things. So like my mind starts spinning. Um, and in the midst of this, I have no idea, zero idea what it is to start a business or do anything like that. And so uh, I come up and... Um, I realize I want to get back to Chicago. So I think, okay, well, I got to apply for jobs. That's the only way to get back. I need to pay for rent or whatever. So I find similar jobs and I start applying and end up getting a couple of rounds of interviews at Walgreens Corporate. Um, everybody knows about Walgreens. It's been around for 100 years. And um, I get a couple of rounds of interviews. It seems great. They're going to give me like 20 grand more than I'm making at Kohl's. I'm like, this is sick. Um and I negotiate a little even higher salary. I'm like, I got to do this. So I remember telling my team at Kohl's and everybody was super devastated and upset. Um, I was on a trajectory there. I literally had the conversation pretty much like whatever it takes to keep you here will keep you. And, you know, at that point, it was not COVID. So I could not work remote. Uh, if it would have been at this time, I, I might have been uh, might have just said, hey, let me work from Chicago. So that, that wasn't the case. I honestly had thought about like, well, what if I, you know, work work from Chicago four days a week and come here one or something. And it just, it just couldn't work in the, in the, in the environment that it was. So I leave Coles and, uh, man, I was working with Carol and Ben and all those people and they were just great. And they, they applauded me for going. Um, and, uh, little did I know that that would, that would be a, a good move, but also a hard move. So I pack up all my stuff. I remember this too. I was so I, I went out really hard the last night, and uh, I remember packing up all my stuff and um, driving back the next day, um, and then uh, just just being like, wow, I put all my stuff in storage, and uh, had to take a train back 
uh, from Chicago to, to my to my home in the suburbs because I, I was going to live in the burbs for a little bit. Uh, and I remember I fell asleep on the train. This is like a crazy brother moment. And I fall asleep on the train because I'm so just like dead and tired and probably still hung over at night. And I moved all my stuff out of my house and everything because I had to get a U-Haul. And I fall asleep on the train and I literally wake up at the stop after my stop and my phone had run out of battery. And somehow my little brother just knew I fell asleep and came to the next stop and picked me up there. It was weird. It was a wild moment, but that was just one of those crazy moments. So Nate, thanks for for doing that. Um, Life works in mysterious ways like that. So I end up coming back home. So I have a, I am home now. I have my car. I'm living at my parents' house uh, in the suburbs, back in Western Springs, back in my my small bedroom. Um, and uh, I was doing that just kind of like, you know, on and off just, just, just to get back into the city. So in this time, my wife graduates college. She starts working at a, at a job downtown. So I'm deciding I want to move back. I want to move into in Chicago, which would be super cool because it's like the big city and it's, you know, a bunch of my friends are there. And my, my wife is, is, or my girlfriend at the time uh, is getting a job in Chicago. And so, you know, it's just a really cool time. And so at that point I stopped training for a little bit. I started working five days into Walgreens. I was like, there's no fucking chance I'm staying here. That place was literally like the movie office space. Like that's how brutal it was. Um, the culture was brutal. The, uh, there were some good people, but it was a lot of just like ex consultants that were like willing to work way more than they should for what they were getting paid. Uh, not valuing time, uh, sending me work to do to finish by the end of the day that would take 10 hours at 5 PM. Just like, it was just dumb. Like the, it was just not what needed to be done. And the systems were so terrible that the data we were analyzing literally wasn't correct. And we were just analyzing numbers. So it was like, it was, it was just not a good setup. Uh, and I knew right away. So, um, I was working and I, you know, I was working hard. I came in with this like kind of tenacity, like how I finished Coles. Like I have all these ideas. I'm really good at these processes. I can do all this work. And it was just like every idea I had. Nope, this is the way we do it. This is how it has to be done. We need this by this. This is why I hate the term deck. If you make PowerPoints, they are a PowerPoint. They are not a deck. A deck is a deck of cards. Is is something you walk on in the summer outside of the back of your house. It is not a PowerPoint. The more and more I heard this, I'm literally making PowerPoint slides, tweaking the font and the arrows until 10 p.m. just to send it to somebody, and the data is wrong in the PowerPoint. So just absurd. Uh, But I realized that, and I realized the more and more I talk to people that that is a lot of what people do, and that is why I decided to quit. So um, I will finish up here and then we're going to take the next episode kind of in the start of live better. Um, but essentially what I started to do was I was like, there's something more here. So I, I end up getting a an awesome apartment downtown. Half the days I'm downtown, the other half of the days I'm up in a suburb. So I'm taking a train and I'm podcasting. So a couple things that happened throughout this process. When I lived at home and I was commuting into the city, I had a 35 minute train ride both ways. That's when I started to read. I started to read superfoods. I started to read Four Hour Work Week. I started to read um, Whole Nutrition. I started to read uh, just uh, the books that I read in that time were just incredible, and it just got me lit. I was like, I was so excited to get on that train to read books. Uh, I read Supple Leopard, just like all these unreal foundational books for what I wanted to do. So I was using my time effectively. 
And I remember being more excited to get on the train than I was to work because I was actually learning what I wanted to learn. And so I would train in and out. I would train in and out. Um, That's when Jason and I met up, which we'll talk about in the next episode. I get my apartment. Things start moving. Um, And so essentially, to recap everything that happened here, was graduated college with a degree in which I had didn't really want. Um, I got that degree because, like I said, when I was a junior in high school, I or senior in high school, economics was my favorite class, so I majored in it, found a job, took it, uh, excelled, excelled at the job, it realized it wasn't mine, started something, and like that is the most important thing. I just started doing something I wanted to do, even though it was like, I think I was making like 15 bucks an hour personal training, like 16 bucks, and they were charging the client like 85, and I was like, this isn't sustainable because if I ran the numbers, I have to work like a hundred hours a week to make what I was making. But I was like, at least I'm doing something. At least I like this and I have some side cash because I wasn't saving that much money. Uh, And I just started to do it. And I realized how important in that period, my brain, my health and ingratiating myself in knowledge that I cared about helped me to pursue, which is what we'll talk about in the next episode. So thanks so much for listening in. This was a snippet of post-college to the the going through the corporate saga of working a job that I kind of liked, one that I absolutely hated. And next we're going to get into to the start of, of Live Better, the start of my, my, my own progress, the deepening of my relationship with my wife. And uh, we'll get there in the next one. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the series. As always, have the best day ever.